Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I, I do see the painting and he's destroyed it completely with peanut butter. Um, also, that's the other question. What? How convinced are we that this is peanut butter? Uh, oh. <laughs> You really hurt me, Nadav. Uh, you really hurt me. If it's not peanut butter, it's diarrhea. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Okay, my kings and queens above 18, I hope you have a nice day today. <laughs> Does it? Does that, does that impact you the way it does on me um, when the king says that to, to me personally? He's reached out to me and saying that, so I thought I'd give, give back and reach out to you what all. What a mensch you are, Jim. I know. It's really it's me giving. Uh, again, the emails, we got lots of them. We're going to get to them. We're opening with Poison Ivy Dick. That's coming. Uh, 818-253-1693 is our phone number for the voice messages. And, of course, Dr. Jeff Darkford uh, at gmail.com. And do not forget, put the... Um, the merch up there. What is it? YMH.merch. Store.ymhstudios.com. There it is. Store.ymhstudios.com. I'm looking to have our rational recovery cups in everyone's hand. Let's see where they are. Come on now. Too much rational re- revolution. Rational revolution. I beg your pardon. Rational, I always say rational revolution because there's a there's a alternative to 12 step out there called rational revolution. Rational um, recovery. And uh, here's the deal. Way, way, way too much burnt there. Way too much burnt. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That that mug i love that that um that the the, what do you call that the art the uh it's just it really captures how christine and i feel about moving forward speaking of which i also love the anal starts at 50 shirt i think that's a very good brand well show as well yeah well it's funny you bring that up um in that um there are people actually swirling around me trying to get me to run for governor in the state of california Uh uh-huh and I feel like somebody's got to do something. I don't. I do not want that job, but I feel like God. It, you know, when your country calls, you've got to do something, and I somebody's got to do something, and I I want to give the state back to the citizens. That would be my only job. Um, How does that tie into the anal starts at fifty shirt? It's this show that worries me as what would come forward as uh, problematic uh, when we actually go on the campaign trail. So the- I. The fact that you're even considering political office, it's like, do you know what we've been doing for the last year or two over here? Well, first, well, first of all, how effing dare you? Uh, we have been helping people. I have been, I have been, um, uh, what what would you call it? Infected by Miss Christina, uh, and it, it's been me being pulled along in the material here and trying to make sense of it. And uh, here we are still. Yeah, I mean, the way that we make sense of it is just you know some uh, some fun, some I fun. I didn't some... even fucking time this right. Hold on, you know, just a little bit of this prolapsing people's assholes. There we go. Okay, well, there's so much for the governorship. There it goes. There it goes. I am just saying. 
I can see. Uh, it's gov- all pulled back on those. I can see Governor Newsom just going, do you want this guy? Listen to what he talked about. Listen to what they. I mean, what Governor got- Newsom would probably say is probably something closer to like. Finish me off. Right. Well, oh, my God. So so the the reality is about me is there's nothing not out there. You know what I mean? There's nothing that's just not out there. And so if I can, much like, I don't know, if I could survive that, what's already what's already out in the public sphere, I don't know. I don't really don't want it, but somebody's got to do something. So what do you think? Should I do that? Should you run for governor? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's you're the most sensible person Andy, that I am. Andy's in on it. <laughs> Andy, I want, need your help, man. Let's go. I told you, man. You got the black vote, homie. We 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 gonna we gonna set you right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, if you if you can deliver it, man, we are we are good to go. What what are the what are the issues? What do you want done? What what do we want done? Yeah. Oh man, because the state's been been looking after things for black representation in the boardrooms and in the corporate world and stuff like that. Like that's getting better. Is there other stuff that needs to get done? Uh, for black people, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. Jesus. You think about it. You think about it. You think about it. You're asking, see, this is why you're going to be governor. I'm not going to be governor. No, I'll, no, ju- no. I'll just be your hype man. Just take me around and I'll just be like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Vote Dr. Drew. What are we going to do? <laughs> Vote Dr. Drew. I'm that, not sure me. that's enough to get the votes. I, I really would like that's to, you sure. think about something substantial that I can, I can get behind. Okay. Well, you and I, you and I work it out. Trust me, man. Throw a trap beat on it. My, my homies are all going to be in. We're going to be just fine. It's, you, it's me, us and you, Dr. Drew. <laughs> well, I got Andy's vote and that's a, that's a start. That's a start. Nadav. You see how that works? I do. So you have Annie's vote. You got the J vote. I think there's a whole bunch of, I think you got the female vote too. There's just not a female I've ever well, talked he, to that doesn't a, ask if your guns are as big in real life. Here's the thing about the me. I'm independent. I'm, I, I will have nothing to do with these political parties. I just, they, they make, they disgust me what's going on on both sides. And I just want to, I feel like, okay, here's my little pitch. I feel like California has been, um, taken away by politics, ideology, and special interest. And the, the people are, we're carrying it on our backs as opposed to the state doing stuff for us. We're like carrying the state. It's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. So I got some ideas. I got some ideas. That's all I'm saying. So if we, if I decide to do this, any will be the first to know it. Any will be the first to know. Okay? How exciting. Yeah. And we'll yeah. launch uh, your platform uh, on this show with all of your great ideas, along with uh, some of the, you know, side by side with YMH clips and stuff. And so if you think I trust you to do that, Nadav, just think about why I said any first. Look, any first. I trust Drew, any. I would be the best campaign manager you'd ever see, and all I'd ask for is 15% of the nope. proceeds. <laughs> nope, you wouldn't. You'd be good. You'd be helpful. Oh, for yeah. For sure. You would be very, you're very, you're of very capable. Of course I'll be good. I'm taking a huge slice. You're very. <laughs> all right. Um, let's start with Poison Ivy Dick. Let's, let's cleanse the palate with that. What up, Pinsky and Sitsky? Uh, can you get poison ivy on your peener? Have sex, then transmit that poison ivy to your partner's canal. Inquiring minds must know. So we can continue to live 365. So, Josh, you can most definitely get poison ivy on the Schwanz. And it happens more often than you might imagine. And we're going to see a picture of it right now. Well, you're uh, going to see it. We're not going to show it to the people. All right. Well, it gets, it's pretty nasty, too. And if you're a diabetic, it could lead to something called uh, Fournier's gangrene. Look that up. I've shown you that one before. You'll love that. Fournier's. F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R. Fournier's. There it is. Right down number two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't show that either. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. See, if it gets infected, then that's kind of a tissue that gets going. And if you're diabetic, then your sugars aren't well controlled. 
that actually that's all treated for in years gangrene actually oh so that's after that's it looking good that's it looking very good because they they ungloved everything they took all the skin and soft tissue back degloving is my favorite show show it again my friend and so you understand when i talk about degloving look at the one on the far left on top you notice how everything's exposed yeah whoa holy shit his nuts are out yes everything everything everything's out what the because it's all infected it's all infected and you got to open it up how does all that even what do you do with it well, it's just like they removed the sack and then everything that the sack is touching. I, you know what? I don't know what the repair process is. It's like a burn, right? Burns happen in that area. I, the, there's another one down in the second row there in the middle. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Look, his nuts are out too. Yeah. Great. And uh, that's a relatively young man too. That is sad business. So uh, You could tell because the testes are so tight and closer to the body no or? it's not that he just look look at his you know he's got mus- musculature and look at his legs and his thighs and stuff and you see it's a young person man that's that is messed up <sighs> do we ever stop learning on this show you never i'm that's what i'm here for my friend that's what i'm here for so so when it gets to the women's situation uh i gotta say i've never seen that but it makes sense to me it could be transmitted particularly if you have any of the oils left behind and i'm guessing I'm guessing it's just miserable. I'm, I've never seen any serious stuff from that. So I just worry about the, uh, well, the four ears. I feel like it's probably really similar. Like, um, I feel like I've heard Tom talk about this on YMH, but I think every dude has experienced it where... Where they get their, their nuts ungloved? Well, no. <laughs> Not where you deglove your, your, your dick and balls, but mm-hmm. where it's uh, like you, you have something spicy on your fingers. Oh, yeah. And then you touch yourself afterwards, yeah. and then you're like, did I give myself an STD? Yeah. And mm. it, like, I imagine that's how the poison ivy would transfer to the dick. Oh, yeah, because because people don't appreciate how often the male touches the penis. It's often. It's all day. Uh, right. And I'm not saying to masturbate. I'm just saying there's a lot of touching going on, a lot of stuff, a lot of adjusting, a lot of whatnot, and uh, very little on the women's side. They, they don't do a lot of messing around the way the men do. And, Ooh, why is that? Um, because everything's inside and sort of in order. We we're always having to adjust our stuff. It's and, all tucked in. And I will tell you, there's a strange phenomenon. I think I've mentioned it before. That that the the neurological connection between our brain and our penis is so profound that one of the first things that men do when they come out of a coma, when they're still in like wakeful coma, they'll start playing with their penis a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean again, not that they're having intent with it. It's just. There's all this neurological sort of stuff, and so that's where their hands go. Right, like the second you wake up from a coma, you're like, "Oh my god, is my dick still there?" Right, you're not waking up yet. You're not awake. It's just you're you're still in a coma, but you're not awake yet. But you're moving around. It's called wakeful comas. It's sort of a stage of coma. So, would you say that maybe like when people are first waking up from their coma, what they're trying to do is cracking your cock? Are they trying to do that? No, they're not. No, they're not. Glad you had that on hand. Sorry, buddy. So much. Just like I can't help myself. It's all good. I know that. I know that about you. Uh, Hey, uh, Doctor Four Strokes. Interesting. Twenty-four-year-old cool guy in training. I've been having a slight issue with making brown. A majority of the brown comes out totally fine, but the last part comes out in small chunks, and I seemingly have to wait for them to work their way out down my hole. One after the other. Once they're there, they take slightly more effort to push out. Uh, please tell me if you're able to have normal browns again. Uh, what I need to take, what uh, we should do. Always piss on me, beat me, show me where it spits, and you know I'm coming up in May. Bye-bye, Mommy. Yeah. Man, they packed so much at the end there. That they was did. Great. I love this guy. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, you don't have to get every drop out. It's not like um, emptying your bladder. Uh, something left behind for the next go-round is sort of normal. Uh, being that said, if that bothers you or gives you a sense of urgency or something... 
bulk. So things like Metamucil, Bran, some bulk, you know, it's ex- not just roughage, but bulk. So get some Metamucil. I think that will do the trick. Interesting. I think that will do it. So hold on. So you could take like three quarters of a brown mm-hmm. and then wait for the last quarter later on. Like, is it possible? Would you say that? I know for any, this is like, <laughs> you're talking stuff. He's like, oh, you got to no, yeah. And is like very disturbed by this conversation. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so my question is, should you be alarmed if you're taking maybe two or three back to back full shits? Like, like, let's say like in an, like in an hour. Yeah. There's almost nothing that as you see, when we assess my buddy, any, there's almost nothing you should be alarmed about when it comes to your stool, right? Okay. Unless it's got blood or turned black or it's severe diarrhea or it doesn't come out, it's impacted, then you worry about it. What your habit is, it's not that big a deal. Whether your habit's once every three days or three times in one day or whatever's comfortable for you, it uh, it just makes the brown go round. Mm-hmm. That's what we say. I, I do have a question for you, though. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, so... Would it be possible, would it be crazy to say that? Probably yes, probably yes, before you ask. I'm all right, say all right, yes. all right. I like your faith in go me, ahead, thank go you. Ahead. Uh, so if there was like a, what is it, like a cut or like a gash, say, on the ass from like stretching too much or something, maybe from shitting too largely? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that like literally never went away for like 10 years. Is that like a possibility? We call it a fissure. Uh, and that is a problem, my friend. You do want to take care of that. And mm. now your monthly shit has a little bit of a mm to it, right? Because you want that to heal. They can be kind of nasty sometimes. And they can even develop into abscesses and all kinds of good stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you get stuff in the corner of your mouth. You know, you get little cracks in the corner of your mouth sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. It, it, Is it kind of like that? Kind uh, of? Like, you know, times 10, but yeah. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. times 10. And does it, you know, theoretically. Does, does it get, does it get. Your friend, your <laughs> I just Sorry. like, I just like that he let us know that it was because of the brown and not something else. I was wondering, <laughs> I was just wondering what Annie was up to. I thought I understood my buddy, but, uh, you know, so anyway. Um, does it heal in the meantime <laughs> in between? <clears throat> uh, as far as I know, no. Okay. It, it does not. Why don't you just try some cortisone cream on that? Okay. In the in-between times you see, even get that thing to heal a little bit. Okay. Just over the counter cortisone cream and you use it a little bit every once a day, every other day or something and see if this thing starts to heal up a little bit. If it doesn't. That's a surgery. Well, <laughs> probably not a surgery, but it's it's a, a surgical evaluation. Okay. Well, follow up question: What if I just? What if I say no to that? Is his follow up? What if I just did nothing? Right. I, I know. I knew that was for the, the next fu- twenty years. I know that was follow up. Question. Am I dying? I mean, what's the? You're not dying, but as I said, you. He could just spit on it, right? And no, you you can get into more trouble. You, the more the the war the the stuff you can get into, you're not going to be happy about. Believe Copy. me, it gets it gets nasty. Copy that, um, chief. And this seems it. is usually pretty easy to heal this stuff. I, I but somebody needs to look at it and see exactly what we're talking about here. So it may just be a tear. You may just have torn it and you get re-injured, and there may be a way to kind of help that. So you 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 wouldn't want to look at it, would you? <sighs> the dog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get some YMH producers on this ASAP. I, I was going to say, I think, I, I think this is a special episode. Yeah, I think. we'll get all yeah. up in any. We're going to get one of those cams this, that goes in. Oh, no, no, you're not. From both ends. No, no, you're not. But, but Annie, this is where you and I build our relationship. This is it. This, this is where the trust builds. <laughs> oh, cool. Through my asshole. That's nice. <laughs> That's no, real good. No. That's how we get to build our relationship. No, not through your asshole. Uh, because of your asshole. <laughs> 
Not asshole. better. <laughs> Not better? <laughs> Not better. Well, we've, we've, you know, it's been your colon up until this point, and it's just sort of the last part of that that we got to kind of look after. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I got your back, literally now. Literally now. Oh, man. Just please don't make those jokes when you're behind me. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> okay. What's going on with... Um, What's going on with Potter, anyway, with his thing? Did he ever get that done? Oh, my God. You're going to say Insist? no. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think he's just like, uh, oh, yeah, it's it's <sighs> less bad. It is less bad because I drained it and yeah. packed it and helped it heal. And then it needs to be carved out. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, we need a follow-up on that, too, Nadav. So, See, the, this, the will, be a, this will be a boys in the... What, what do we call it? The boys the, in the... The Booth Boys booth operations. Boys. <laughs> booth Boys bums. Booth Boy bums. We got to check it all out. That's the new the new episode we're going to have to deal with. How fun, dude. Any... You agree with Nadav on that? What, that it's fun? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I like you, Doctor Drew. So I'll I'll go past my comfort zone for you. Right, which is which is really what this all is about here at YMH, isn't it? Absolutely. It's... What are we gonna do? <laughs> Vote Doctor Drew. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, sex delaying period. Hi, jeans and my big titted Hitler. Oh, by the way, nobody included me in that live show with uh, Christina bearing all. I, I just feel I felt left out. At least I wanted a tattoo of my head on her. <laughs> you, oh, you wanted some real estate? Yeah, at least, at least. I really felt kind of left out of the whole thing. Well, you know, it was just a test run. I'm sure when she goes in for the real thing, uh, we, we could do some convincing for her. We'll get, we'll get you some nice real estate. Uh, Wait a minute. You mean she's going to get forehead. breast implants and get real tats and stuff? Yeah, this was just a test run. I see. Yeah. Okay, well, I want some, I want some landscape, some real estate. <laughs> I think it's only fair. It's, it's, I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, have you ever, do you know if you've ever been tattooed on someone before? I think I have, like on a, th- a calf or something. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I think I have. But but uh, I can't, I, I just, it sounds familiar to me. Hi, Dr. Jeans, Big Titty Hitler. My girlfriend lives in a different state, and over the weekend I visited her and gave the railing of a lifetime. Twice a day for four days. She was supposed to start a period two days after I got back, but it ended up being almost a week. Can hard sex delay women's period? Um, they call that pregnancy. Um, okay. Um, is my milk so poignant her body couldn't help but thirst for more? Coley, Coley, Coley. Um, you think a little bit much of your uh, prowess there and, and your biology. So almost anything can affect uh, period, right? Uh, emotional state, sleep disturbances, medication. I mean, women's, some women are really spot on, but a lot of women are all over the place. I, I actually would worry in this in a case like this that she was pregnant and maybe had a miscarriage or something because that can happen. It can be very quickly right after the pregnancy where it doesn't effectively implant essentially. So pregnancy is one possibility here. The other is just routine, uh, what's called oligomenorrhea, just abnormal periods. Let's, uh, I, I, I want to see a little fed smoker. I, I, and then we're going to do some voice messages. But I see that fed smoker thing up there. And I'm like, I can't get it out of my mind. I want to see more of that, that friend. Sure, yeah, one second. And by the way, I, I want to finish my thought about the ungloving. So when you sure. see people getting hit in the legs like by an automobile and things and or motors, I envision those pictures I just showed you, okay? Of, of po- possibly Yes, possibly up into the abdominal re- region, but definitely down the legs. Wait, so when you think of degloving, you always think that it's like, oh, yeah, that dick, the, that dick and balls are definitely de-gloving. No, no, I'm not necessarily, but I'm just showing you. It can include lots of things. It can get all over the place when people's. I've always imagined a hand because a degloving is like, a, oh yeah, a hand without skin. I didn't realize that a cock and ball can be degloved. Well, you just saw that. I just educated you about that. No, but yeah, I'm getting inspiration the, for the next heavy set. Uh, 
most of the injuries you guys have shown me are of legs getting degloved, right? If somebody runs into them, I just imagine that they'll just split open and ugh. Okay, good times. That that dude, I have that I'm still not over that one dude that Tom showed me the very first time on I was on YMH with the uh driving into the stall at the uh at the automotive shop. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, the uh the the classic garage worker getting getting crushed. Getting degloved. Yeah. No, no, no. You, I mean, you no, nah, he's he was fine. Like uh, we, no way. Yeah, we found we found an article that was like, yeah, it was fine. He's okay. He's in Taiwan, and you know, he's, he's still he, he, working. He, he may have recovered, but he was not fine. Well, I don't think he was degloved. I mean, his uh, legs might have been crushed a little he, bit. Yeah, he would have had knee, bilateral femur fractures. No, nah, yeah, the rough. That's uh, that's a rough break, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of rough, Fed smoker. Let's go. How you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, is Sheriff Danker available? I don't know what his schedule is this morning. Uh, what, do you stop me from going in and check? Uh, the Woodbury? office don't open for three more minutes. Well, I can wait three minutes, can okay. I? Yeah, you'll have to turn the camera off if you go inside. Why? Oh, inside? Yeah, inside. All right. Okay. Is there a problem with being here, Woodbury? Uh, no, sir. I didn't think there was. So if you this is America, wait. right? Uh, yes, sir. So have we ever been on record before? Uh, yes, sir. We have met before. Are you trying to block me? <laughs> To walk I, in the okay, I think he was the first one I seen last time I tried to talk to Danker. Oh my God. This guy's great. He's got an answer for everything. By just walking for Well, he has experience with uh, yeah. Mr. Smoker. And it's funny because Fed Smoker does not remember dealing with him. But right. if you've dealt with Fed Smoker, that's enough. There ain't no experience. forgetting. Yeah. So, so is this, he just lived in this area and just uh, tormented the sheriff department in this area or is it, would he move through and move to another place? Oh Look, yeah. I think he could, I think he treats uh, America like his YouTube uh, channel. Presence, I got it. Where I he got just it. moves from channel to Look channel. Look how he's holding the camera in his shadow there. You see that? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Oh my God. And that poor sheriff or deputy, whatever he is, sergeant. Look, he's a sergeant. Um, uh, and then we have one more clip in this. I, I always <laughs> wondered why Fitzmoker never, never came upon another meth addict because another meth addict Oh my God! There, there'd be you know. Oh, um, I think he has. We just don't show those videos because most of the time they had just finished uh, either having sex or doing illegal tattoos in his car or something. Well, it's a female, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. I mean another male, paranoid, oh. agitated, Fed smoker like himself. It would be really an interesting interaction. Yeah, I think I, I think back in the day, yeah, he had a rival that that wasn't a huge fan of his. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll try and dig that up for you at some point. I would in the love to see episode. that because having the two paranoias at each other, this is this is the cop just trying to get out from under it. You know, it's like, oh, what are we going to do here? Yeah, it's he, he handles it like such a pro. Here, here's the second half of the clip. Is he going to be available today? Think? I don't know what his schedule is, sir. All right. Well, I'll shut the camera off. I guess when I go okay. in there. I appreciate that. All right. I hope you're not breaking any certain rules by blocking. If you do block. Could cost you a job, I imagine. <laughs> I was gonna get one of them white signs. I'm gonna try to uh, support Danker. You guys yeah. have those here? That's Sheriff Danker. All right. I'll wait three minutes. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. Thank you, Woodbury. I'm sure Danker's Woodbury happy. Woodbury Americans, coming in for the block. <laughs> See how dirty this country is, Obama? On your watch. What? Cock sucking fuck. What? What? 
What? That that is a great example of paranoid thinking, right? That he sees that as a you know an offense, and he's agitated, and he's a sea sucker, and all this stuff. That's um, that's meth, everybody. That's what we will do to you, and well, then kill you. It's crazy to me because in this clip, it seems like he's trying to find things to frustrate him, and then he ends up being frustrated that he couldn't find anything. It really, it's it's. I see why you would think that it doesn't work like that. Yeah, he literally, in his mind, believes his paranoia that the sheriff is out to get him and the sheriff's going to block him and the sheriff is there to make him miserable and the sheriff is there to hurt him, whatever it is, whatever the crazy thinking is. And so he would see himself as the patient one in that interaction. Well, I mean, I would say that this is one of the most patient ways I've ever seen. It's because the cop knew what he was doing. The cop knew how to de-escalate something. Yeah, he was saying, uh, he was saying all the right things. Yeah. Like, just like, let's go do it. See, that's what, you, that's what you get for being nice. There it is, everybody. Uh, and by the way, there's a lot of that on Twitter these days. A lot that, that, that's a mostly what's on Twitter. People like that, except in a delusional spin around hysteria. Oh, Hysterics yeah. Hysterics on Twitter. It's just amazing. Oh, I thought Twitter was one of the most healthiest places uh, on the internet. No, I would say <laughs> it's the least. I, I, well, I'm sure there's worse. I mean, but uh, it, it to me, you know, Twitter is such an awful environment. And most of it is this. I had a great example of fake news develop off my Twitter feed. Uh, my son asked me, hey, what do you think of this tweet? And I said, oh, it looks all right. He was asking a question. What do you feel if your ability to move around the world is restricted by countries randomly asking for, for um, vaccines of any type? Are you okay with that? We're good with it? Did you know that vaccines are required in four countries in some Saharan Africa? I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I know the sky's blue. Guess what? I knew the sky was blue. I did. Thank you. They're all like fed smoker, right? Yeah, like, like, see, so yeah, some it's a, people, kind of a weird thing. There's Fed Smoker, like, is Twitter. Yeah, the, <laughs> Fed Smoker is Twitter. Yeah, that, and by the way, that that's, that's such a good. Analogy. That's my new T-shirt. That's the new T-shirt. Yeah, Fed Smoker is Twitter. It's exactly right. And then the really shitty part, though, is that the the traditional media picks up Fed Smoker on Twitter and reports it as though this is factual information. It's really, really, uh, we need to examine this, people. Yeah, I could see the shirt now. It's just the, it's the Twitter bird with like fat smoker glasses and then words coming out of it. That, or, or, maybe, like saying, uh, <laughs> or maybe a fed smoker with a, with a meth pipe and the Twitter bird's coming out of it or something. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some workshopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I'm on to it today. Uh, let's do some voice messages so I can help you people. Let's do it. Hi, my name is Allie, and I was curious if um, when a man is taking a medication that you are allergic to, mm. um, does he have the chance to m- cause you to have an allergic reaction if he comes inside of you? It's a great question. Thanks. It's a great question. Most things know. Uh, but if you are exquisitely sensitive, you need to look it up, look online and see if it's secreted in the semen. Some things, funny we're talking about meth. Meth is secreted at about five times the concentration in your blood in the semen. How about that? Ooh, so, I love that. I know, recycle your meth. Hell yeah. So um, yeah, so, so it usually is not the case, though it can be the case. However, I will tell you that every single time I've heard a complaint about I'm allergic to my boyfriend, fill in the blank, whether it's his skin or his semen or whatever. It is invariably that you are on a progesterone, high-dose progesterone birth control pill. 
And the doctors don't tell you that when you get on these norethindrone or these other sort of uh, progesterone dominant birth control pills, which are the predominant ones we use these days, that it will make your vagina dry. It will decrease your sex drive. It can make you depressed. But the the friability, so-called, of the lining of the vagina is very common and can be treated with some estrogen cream and things like that. So it's usually not that you're allergic to anything he's taking. Though, if you have anaphylactoid reactions to a certain medication, you notice your boyfriend's taking it, look up and see whether it's secreted in the semen. It's a good idea. Good question. Yeah, that was... The, so, women are always good with the questions. And there. she could bypass the whole even getting it tested. She could just try smoking the white, and then if she gets really high, uh, like in a methy fashion, she's she, like, oh, my boyfriend's doing meth. Uh, well, uh, I, I have had people tell me things like that. Uh, and Whoa. meth is not really orally <laughs> ingested so much, but... Yeah, I've had people go, I think my boyfriend's relapsing because I felt really funny after we had sex. So mm, it happens. Interesting. It, it happens. Yeah. Oh, wait. So you don't even, like, you could just swallow I don't the white so. with I, the meth? You don't I, have to I, smoke it? Uh, no, no. I've, uh, you, meth is a, is a crystal, right? You can take meth orally. But, I, but the stuff I've heard about when people have complained about it has been transvaginally. Like the semen gets, gets in there with it where it's concentrated. Oh. I've not heard of anybody talk about it with oral ingestion, so I've just not seen it. Wait, you could just swallow a crack rock and get high off that? Or a meth rock? For sure, a crack rock. In fact, we used to see people die of that. Whoa. Yeah. It, look, the, the, the volatilization is just a more effective way to get it into your brain. It, it, so you've, all right, so it, most of the stuff can be taken orally or intraanally or whatever the hell you want. But if you want to really get a, a big dose rapidly in your brain, which is associated with the, the magnitude of the high. You use the entire surface area of the lung. The lung, look, if you take it orally, it goes through your liver, it goes through, you know, pass through your liver first, and then it gets into the bloodstream. With your lungs, it goes heart, brain. It goes right through. And so it's this massive ingestion using the whole surface area of the lung. So that's why people do that. Oh. And that's why it's that much more addictive. I can't the, believe I was so surprised by the fact we that- We used to have people all the time uh, back when I worked at the county hospital in the old day of cocaine mules, uh, they would they had these mule they would put them in these corn husks. They'd wrap the cocaine in these. They actually had these machines that would that would wrap the cocaine up, and the mules would swallow it. And every so often, one would open up, uh, and not every so often, very very frequently, and they would literally erode through their stomach, erode through their small bowel, and sometimes die. I'm I'm curious. Um, so wait, injecting into straight into the bloodstream that's it, not as it's not as a, it's it's because again it ha, it goes you know it has to circulate around first it's you can get a bigger dose sometimes that way and there's no way i don't think you can get an opiate in inhaled in as big a dose uh i don't know really why that is but you can get a much bigger dose of opiate intravenously so that's why most people do the they don't smoke heroin they immediately go to people always end up when you look Addiction is a progressive disease that ends in death. It's progressive. This is the thing everybody misses. They all think that, hey, they're living their best life. Let them do whatever they want. They're going to die. And here's how it goes. You go forward to use more and more potent delivery systems as you sort of become tolerant or tired. Your reward systems get sort of burned out of the less potent delivery systems. So you start with the pills and then you smoke the heroin and then you shoot the heroin. That's the progression. That's how it goes. And um, that's it. That's where it goes. I And even people that swore they would never use, I could never use a needle. I hate needles, blah, blah, blah. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. 
And then crack, the thing about crack, so here I am, a little, little primer here on, I, you guys sound enraptured by this drug talk, so let's keep going. Hell yeah. Uh, crack, here's the great thing about crack. Um, <laughs> crack will addict you. I, crack is the perfect example. Okay, so you have two systems in your brain. You have a liking system and a wanting system, right? And you got to like the drugs to get involved with them, right? Like, I don't like opiates. I don't like weed. I just don't like them. I, so I don't, I'm not at risk, even if I you know, sort of wanted them. I don't like them, but you have to like them. And then what happens is the wanting system kicks in. Even when you don't like them anymore and they're hurting you and you're, you don't, you're just burned out on it. The wanting is still there. And the wanting system, crack cocaine is a pure example of the wanting system. So, and it's almost immediate. As soon as you graduate to crack, you are, you are in it's, it's on now. And it, there's no sort of like casual crack use. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes you. And there is an absolutely characteristic syndrome. We haven't really brought this out. I'm so glad you guys brought this up. So Fed Smoker is a perfect example of methamphetamine addiction, where people get paranoias around people, places, coworkers, and they usually go to the cops to help them, right? They're going at the police. They're going through them. Sometimes they're being obstreperous, as you see Fed Smoker. But usually they're asking the cops for help against their grandmother, their neighbor, their coworker. The paranoias are very, very elaborate, okay? And it persists. As you saw with fit smokers, the paranoia can persist even for months if they stop doing the meth. So it can be very disruptive to relationships. For months? For months. So there is meth. Cocaine, crack cocaine is an entirely different phenomenon. Crack cocaine, you, here's, how, here's what almost every cocaine binge, how it goes. Um, at least at least in the middle of a cocaine addiction, maybe not at the end stages, but in the middle of it, here's how it goes. Usually you use a little crack with your friends. You get some crack, you get it going. Within about, and by the way, you know that the first hit is going to be amazing. In fact, you sometimes they throw up, they're so anticipating that first hit. They also know, because they've done it a million times, they know that every subsequent hit is going to be less effective, less enjoyable, less efficacious. Uh, and eventually within about, 20 or 30 hits, you're really kind of mm, not feeling it. You're not liking it that much. So what do you figure happens, Nadav? You stop using, right? Uh, well, if you're dumb. It's not about smart or dumb. <laughs> we behave just like lab animals when it comes to crack cocaine. We keep going. So within about four hours, you're by yourself. You've kicked everybody out because now you want all the cocaine. Wait, that, that 20 hit thing, is that in a session or that's 20 hits total? It's I'm just saying within about 20 or 30 hits, which takes about, you know, three, four hours. Oh, okay. You, you're, you're not going to be liking it anymore, but you are not stopping. And you know, you know for sure when you take that first hit, that's going to be the only few, the first three hits are going to be the only ones you really like. And you know the rest of them are going to be terrible. And yet you start up again and Jeez. you keep going. And now you kick everybody out and now you're by yourself. And where you go, you keep using, keep using. So we get into the weekend now, and let's say we're a day in, you keep using. By that point, you're going into the interior of a room. You're getting paranoid. You're getting worried. You go inside, usually a closet or a bathroom. You come out periodically, and you check out the window because you're seeing, hallucinating, and paranoid about uniformed officers. A crank cocaine addict will literally run hell tail away from a uniformed officer. So they're not like fed smoker going up and making trouble. They're like, they're coming for me. I got to get out of here. So the next thing they do, and as they peek out the window, they figure, ah, oh, I know what I'll do. They put foil on the window. So whenever you see foil on the window, somebody's in there doing crack. For what, sure. what do they think the foil does? 
it's like foil in the head for paranoia. They they just think it somehow reflects things. I, it's not rational. This is the brain just misfiring. It's just what they do. They put foil out. Now they start looking out through the cracks in the foil. And what they see is uniformed officers, meaning I've heard I've heard Army, Navy, SWAT. You've heard I've heard of paratroopers, police typically. And they're always up. They're up a little bit higher. They're up in the trees a little bit, always looking in. Uh, I guess the foils to keep them from seeing anything and oh, capturing. Like Again, they're paranoid spots. that they're coming for them, right? Uh and eventually, my favorite uh, story was Tom Arnold's story. He, so once he got the foil and then in the bathroom, he said he was in the bathroom on a crack run and he was talking to the mirror in the bathroom. He was talking to FBI agents behind the mirror who were telling him to take the white of his eye and take some scissors and cut it off. And he literally had had pulled the white out and had the scissors up to his face when his family busted in and intervened on him. Jesus. Good we, times, everybody. We showed a clip like that on the last YMH Live. Of what? Somebody pulling off their white? So, someone doing eye surgery on themselves. Uh, on themselves? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you share? <laughs> Can you share? Um, uh, I mean, it's a perfect setup for it. You don't want this. Yeah. Oh, no, I do because I want to see what they've done. We can't show this to the people at home Uh. because it's so graphic, but I could show it to you and you could maybe tell, give a little insight on that. Okay. Does this person narrate what they're doing? Uh, Well, it's in Russian. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Is the machine there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, hold on. This is on another server. Give me one second. Oh, we're going to watch it. Here we go. Here we go, buddy. Prepare yourselves. I, I will say, though, uh, you know, jokes aside, like you, you really want something that I think uh, we need is uh, our people off the streets. And uh, I, I mean, we're talking about you, you and me in governorship. Yeah, you oh, and governorship. Dude, I, I believe I'm, that you'd I, handle it. Man, I, because I know exactly about. what to do. I know I've dealt with these. I dealt with these patients for 35 years. I know exactly what to do. And by the way, you're saying something I've been saying, which is whatever policies they're following is racist as hell. Just look around downtown. It's, if that's not racism, I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? I well, mean, that people being, are suffering and no one's doing a goddamn thing. Well, that being said, man, here's somebody doing personal eye surgery on themselves. <laughs> and, and, and we don't know. We don't speak Russian. I'm learning Greek, by the way. We're going to Greece for our, honeymoon, for our 30th wedding anniversary, and I am learning Greek. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. And it's really interesting. And, I, and I've had a fascination with learning Russian, but I'm, I'm not there. Well, so. if you started learning Russian, I think you'd be uh, understanding a lot more of the clips that we play on YMH. Oh, we're getting into the... We're getting into we're the... Got, yeah, we're just noticing a lot more of like, you know, Slavic languages. So get into the Slavic language. Of know? course. It's, it's Christina's people. And, so, and the Ukraine, too. I mean, that's a different <laughs> language entirely, so... So keep in mind that we're not showing this to the people at home. So just okay. describe what you're seeing. All right. And what, um, let yeah. me see what the setup is. This is a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks relatively healthy. He's got some scars on his face. His uh, pupils are mid position. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because most of the stimulants blow the pupils a bit, especially meth, though not always cocaine. So his pupils are mid position. So we're not looking at meth here. We're probably looking at either somebody that's just mentally ill which happens. People are mentally ill, d- d- mutilate themselves sometimes. Like he's in a manic state. That's a common thing. Not common, but it happens. Or this is a little cocaine. So let's see. And by the way, manics often have large pupils too. So Or maybe he's a doctor and he's just, you know, he's like, I'm skipping, I'm skipping the, I'm not taking up a bed at the hospital. I'm just going to do this at home. So he saw this surgery on DYI television. Thank you, Nadam. <laughs> Thank you. Here we go. I'm Here, we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
Okay, he's injecting it. He's injecting probably some xylocaine, so he won't feel anything. He's injecting into the eyeball. We think it's silicone. He's injecting silicone into the eyeball? I think so. No, I think he's injecting a, an anesthetic. I mean, why would he put silicone in it? Because it sounds like silicone. Oh, boy. He did say something like silicone. If that maybe, Who knows what that means. This, to me, looks like he's numbing everything up. That's kind of what he's doing. See, he doesn't feel it anymore. What about his fingernails? Can't be that dirty? It makes my skin crawl, man. Too bad we can't show people this. This is really something else. And and what is it? Oh, there's blood coming out of his eye. And he's going to lose that eye. Oh, my God. He's putting a huge needle in the eye. Oh, my God. What happened to Christina and Tom watching this? Now, yeah, YMH Live. Uh, go to. Uh, I think he's going to pull his eye out. I think that's go to what livestream.ymhstudios.com. I think that's what this dude's up to. I think he wants to pull his eyeball out. And people will do that when they're mentally ill. But he's injected it. Woo! Now he's got a huge needle. He's injecting again directly into the eyeball. Um, he doesn't feel anything because he's... Oh, boy. Now he's doing it sub-conjunctively. Sub, uh, so he's got between the white and the layer. He didn't go into the eyeball. So that's interesting. Because he's a doctor. He knows he what he's doing. Is he pulling his eye out? Uh. He's pulling his eye out. So that's what he's doing. Okay, I've seen enough. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. He's pulling his eye out, right? Is that what he does? Uh, he's, he's definitely yanking stuff off of it. Like when I first saw this, I thought he was trying to remove like a lens. No, he's trying to pull the eyeball out and people will pull their eyeballs out when they're in these crazy agitated states sometimes. And, uh, I'm certain he doesn't feel good about this. <laughs> I'm certainly he does that, but, but I admire his, uh, it makes me wonder if the guy's a, a medical person, the way he went about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he certainly looked like he knew And then he, he just starts doing. staring at it once it's numb. It's like, oh, well. All right, here's numbness. Let's talk about this. I need some. I need to cleanse the palate a little bit. Hi, Jeans. Uh, gay Jean here. Recently, I had sex with my boyfriend, and when I had an orgasm, my upper half of my body felt like tingling sensation for a minute or two. The same feeling like when your arm is cut, arm is asleep and cut from cut off from circulation. At first, I was concerned, but then it went away. What was this? He was on top of me. If that helped. So, um, first of all, so you were a bottom, right? And so we're already stimulating. We may be slowing your heart rate down with that stimulation of the ani. Uh, and then, you know, you're pushing and bearing down very hard and that slows your heart rate down even further. So I think you just got into a, a episode of low heart rate and then you, you, you ejaculate. It sounds like on top of that. So it's a, it's a lot of the autonomic nervous system responding in peculiar ways and not peculiar, interesting ways. And uh, that doesn't surprise me. You might have a little numbness and tingling. Yeah, sounds like a um, lot of confusing feelings all at once. Here's a, here's a cocaine uh, uh, email. Dr. Mama, I occasionally use some booger sugar. I noticed a long time ago that keeps boners going, some people, during use uh, of the drug. Uh, what, so when I abstain from coming, I notice that after I've... What the hell? People are talking riddles. Okay, I like to use the cocaine. I noticed a long time ago that keeping boners going during use of the drug is difficult. Yes, that is often true. So when I abstain from coming, I soon notice that after I come, come down with the Bolivian powder, the first blow is massive and it shoots very far. It's because you've been stimulating yourself even though you can't shift. So you have to, you're, we've just been talking about the sympathetic nervous system. You have, your, your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system have to shift from arousal to orgasm. And when you have a stimulant, that is, it's, it's a, what's called a sympathomimetic. It's hitting just the sympathetic nervous system. You can't make that shift 
out of the sympathetic nervous system, but you are stimulating things. And so your seminal vesicles, which is where the semen is stored, are filling up. The prostate is pushing fluids into it. There's plenty of semen. Uh, there's plenty of sperm there already, but they're just pushing more fluid in and then you're releasing it. There you go. Does that make sense? Does that make sense now? You understand? Yeah. You're learning something? I'm getting all of it, man. I was about to say the exact same thing, but you beat me to it. Voice messages, please. Hey, Dr. Gene. Uh, I have an interesting question that doesn't involve brown, yellow, or white. Actually. Wow. Um, so don't well, next call. Happened, but I got water in my nose during a shower, and I tried to blow the water out of my nose, and I blew it and I pressurized my eardrum yeah. and I feel like I blew water into my inner ear yeah. because I feel like I can feel water. Like I felt it drip into the back of my throat, yeah. but I can't clear my throat. And it feels like I have water stuck in the side of my neck. Do I need medical attention? Yeah. Yes, you do. The way you're describing it, I'm not really what's going to, the side of your neck is called the eustachian tube and you did something there that closed that off probably from bearing down super hard. And then you blew pressure out your ears, maybe some fluid up into the ear sewer, maybe fluid accumulated because you did something to the eustachian tube, or you might have blown your eardrum. So that's why I want you to get uh, help. Get, don't get water in there in the meantime. Go see an ENT. Right. There's there's no room for uh, at-home surgeries with uh, with this issue, right? Um, no Q-tip could solve Do we have problem. a name for the eye surgeon? Uh, Ophthalman? Uh, uh, Dr. Igor, yeah. Yeah, Igor. Um I'm sure there's room in his world for ear surgery, but for a sane person, no, there's no no surgery. Uh, let's go on the, the voicemails, please. Hey, Dr. Mommy and mommy. any other mommy that's there. Just I have a question for you. Yes. Can you tell me why do I get a cramp directly in my butthole all the time when I'm on my period? Why does it hurt my butthole? Love you, bye. How could you have saved that one from me? That's my favorite call of all time. That's a fresh one. She loves me. I love her. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love her enthusiasm and her desperation for an answer. This is my favorite kind of call because it's a real thing. She's not kidding. This is a real thing. And she wants an answer. And she deserves an answer. Well, did we get a name from her? We didn't get a name, did we? Uh, nope. She is okay. going by Anonymous. Mommy Jane's Anonymous. Okay. Uh, you bet I'll be coming up in May. Uh, so... That often, there's all kinds of reasons for things like that, okay? Now, I'm not a gynecologist, so I don't get to see the full array of the kind of pain syndromes that women get with what's called dysmenorrhea, which is your period. She said it was during her period, right? Right. Yeah. And there can be stimulation or, or irritation of the round ligaments. You get pelvic pain, the pubococcygeus muscle on the floor of the pelvis, and that's probably what's going on with you. It's a very visceral cramping pain. Men get the same thing sometimes um, for various reasons, often you know delayed ejaculation, that kind of thing. But it's, it's a super uncomfortable, but it can also go right into the anus itself. And in that case, it's I, I've heard it called proctalgia fugax. And if you look up proctalgia fugax, F-U-G-A-X, Maybe you'll see some of, let's see if some of the causes include uh, menstrual. And the what worries me about it is causes and symptoms. There we go. No, no, no. Get me a, like a, a, yeah. When it said causes and symptoms. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, I worry that it could also be a sign of endometriosis. Because endometriosis kind of moves all over your pelvis, right? It's it, what, en, what endometriosis is, 
is pieces of the uterus. It gets out of the uterus and over other parts of the pelvis and go all over the place, in fact. And so maybe something's getting down onto your rectum or your colon. And so when you have your period, the period actually happens in that piece of tissue that's sitting on your colon. So there's a lot of things that can cause this sort of thing. Let's read Proctalgia Fugex. Condition characterized by episodes of severe pain in the rectum and anus, not linked to a specific disease. The intense muscle spasms of the levator ani, that's the muscle around the, the anus, are thought to be affected by a muscular disorder or nerve condition. Well, can we can we see what the causes are up there? Let's see if they if they put an endometriosis as one of the causes. I'm sure it must be. Uh, diagnosis, treatment... Blah, blah, blah. Sorry to keep you guys on the hook here with this. Look at diagnosis. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Nah, it doesn't really tell us. All right. Well, maybe in the after, between the next shows, I'll come back with a report. Now, Gentlemen. Here's a question. Mm. Uh, is if she's, you know, feeling some stuff uh, in her butt when she's on her period, would maybe trying some butt stuff in the bedroom nope. make that go away? Nope. All right. Fair make question. it worse. All right. But endometriosis is hard to treat. And with it, well, if it is endometriosis and it's localized like, like that, uh, look into microvascular surgery. There's a lot of people that are now trained in doing tiny, you know, under the microscope type surgery to get those things under control. No, no, micro, it's really it's really microscopic. It's not microvascular. I beg your pardon. It's um, it's it's micro. It's end, endometrial microsurgery. Just look at something like that. Uh, endometrial with an E. Sorry. Uh. E, yeah, there it is, and and adenomyosis, and so yeah, there's lots of different kinds of things they do with the with the mic with the scopes, but uh, endometriosis. I've talked to some of the there's a guy in Brazil that does this. I've actually interviewed him and does an amazing job with it. Endometrial, yeah, there's all kinds of things we can do. Anyway, uh, let's go with more voice messages now that we've solved uh, mommy's problem. Hey, mommies, this is Ian from Kentucky. Uh, so I have a quick question. A couple of weeks ago, my cat had worms, and my brother's cat had worms. Mm. And I was wondering, how often is it for humans to get worms from animals? Because I don't know about you all, but it freaks me out knowing <laughs> that some little fucking worm could be in my stomach or well, you know, in my lower bowels. You know, mm-hmm. what are the odds of that happening? And like, is it is it normal for humans to get parasites? I know I, from what I read online, it's more common in. Uh, foreign countries but how, right. how common is it that in the united states well All right, thank you okay Bye. so great question uh i don't know that you get it from animals though they some of the animal eggs of certain worms possibly could contaminate the water and that's kind of how you get it is through oral fecal contamination right somebody gets the worm they take a crap the water system is not properly managed and then you drink the water and then you get the you get the eggs and you get the larva and that kind of thing and there's a lot of things you can get a lot it's one of the more common conditions worldwide this whole conversation about ivermectin ivermectin is a medicine used for the worms it's very commonly prescribed throughout the world you've heard it brought up in relation to other things these days uh it's very effective but you got to know there's a worm there now how frequent is the united states uh, I don't have data off the top of my head, but I can tell you, I worked at a county hospital in the 80s, and at that time, there was a lot of people coming up from Central America because of the El Salvadorian Civil War, and we see saw a ton of, here you go, Nadav, get ready for this, you'll want images of this one, cystocercosis, C-Y-S-T-E-R, cercosis, cystocercosis, C-Y-S-T-E-R, cystocercosis, isn't it in there? No, 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 no. That's there. It is there. It is. So, give me some pictures. 
Oh, there they are. And uh, there's little, those are, we're looking at little larvae. And uh, if you notice, in those are little larvae and those are in microscopic uh, sort of path specimens on each side of a picture, which what is in the middle is somebody's brain with those larvae all over it, Nadav. You see that? Oh, boy. Isn't that fun? And it, when I was a, a, a resident and a medical student, cystocercosis was the leading cause of new onset seizure. And it is caused by tinea solium, if I remember right, which is a tapeworm. And you, you know, suboptimally cooked pork in that case, the tapeworm gets in. There it is, tinea solium. I was right on that. And the larva cysts migrate and get into the brain. And, uh, you know, there they do their thing. It's good times. Now, these are bad worms, right? They don't make you smarter when they get in? No, nope, no. Nope, they don't know. They may give you superpowers, but, but not smarter. Uh, Ooh, and what kind of superpowers? Well, seizures. You, seizures. Got exactly it. what I was talking about. Any, any dude, man, we are, we, I got you, man. Um, Vote Dr. Drew. Yeah, buddy. Uh, hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, so, so I, I've got more for you, though. I want you to now look up the other, the more common worm we saw. And this was coming out of Mexico, Ascaris lumbricoides, A-S-C-A-R-I-S. And you should say L-M- L-U-M, lumbricoides. Uh, it should be, eh, eh, yeah. I, no, you're spelled Ascaris wrong. There it is. That's it. There's Ascaris. Uh, and that comes out of your asshole in bunches when you have uh, Ascaris. And this is what the dog worms often look like, too. I think, I think the dogs do get Ascaris also. And, uh, yeah, pretty common. Pretty common. So people could get this? Oh, yes. I saw a ton of it. A ton of it in america well look at the look at the life cycle thing there look at the thing in the left upper corner there see that yeah and that's from the cdc talking about how we get the larva and how we the worms grow and that's it man we get they we used to see a lot of this we used to see a lot of cystocercosis a lot of ascaris and a lot of amoeba so now let's go to am um, ame b amoeba amoebic dysentery amoeba there it is uh, dysentery dys all right. Yeah. There it is. Uh, amoeba histolytica, blah, blah, blah. It's not as exciting because the, the amoebas are kind of small and they get in your gut and they cause horrible problems and they can get in your liver and stuff too. So they're terrible. Yeah, these don't um, look as scary as But the, uh, also as we would see that up coming up from Mexico and Central America all, all the time and they were hard to diagnose back in the day. Uh, okay, so that's your little, uh, that that's our, I, I love these voice messages, right? Gives us a chance to talk a little medicine and talk a little sort of education about what's really out there and part of the human condition. One of the things I liked about the pandemic is it got us thinking about being biological, which is something you should all be aware of. But believe me, there are lots of things that can get you. We'll keep talking about them. So let's get another uh, question. Wow, that's so Jewish. Um, oh, wow. Hey there, Chumas. Uh, my name's Nathan. I'm about 20 years old. Um, I've had this thing go on ever since about freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Thumb nails on both my hands have completely split down the middle. Mm. It's not like you can see the skin, but about yeah. a layer of it has just peeled right down the middle. Yeah. And the only hindrance it's been is probably my chances of being a hand model. So, if Dr. <laughs> Drew, you had any points or anything on yeah. that, I'd yeah. greatly appreciate so, it. So, absolutely. So, so look, look up, let's look up a picture of that, like split thumbnails. And in my experience, that's been one of two things, either a wart that grows on the nail bed uh, there it is. Uh, and that's not really what he's talking. There it is. More of that's what he's talking about. Yeah. 
Um, go back to the causes. Uh, it's been medication or warts has been my experience. Uh, let's see what they say. Split nail causes caused by physical stress, nutrient deficiency, uh, work your hands. Split nails are completely normal and sometimes unavoidable. There are ways you can prevent split nails in the future. So I imagine they take the nail off and sort of look at what you're doing with your hands and what kind of um, physical stress you're putting it under and also what kind of uh, stuff, chemicals you might be exposed to. But I, it, you know, he, he talked about it, it's peeling off. That, that peeling off quality in, to me is sort of more wart-like. So I wonder if he has a wart in there. So Wait, it's like, is it about also placement of the wart or if you just have any wart on no, your No, no, look up, look up wart thumbnail bed. Wart thumbnail bed. This is so fun. I, too bad everybody can't see all the picture. There it is. I don't know. They're seeing these. Uh, no, no, that's different. Uh, that's uh, this guy. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking oh. about. Yeah, you like that? It's nice. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about more like that. Yeah, that's I think what he's talking about. God damn! Uh, yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. This is a peri uh, uncle wart. Peri uncle wart. So yeah. I was gonna. Yep. Yeah, and so if that's the case, that needs to be treated, and it can be treated. So off we go. And yes, you would not be a hand model with that uh, <laughs> that word. Let's get another voice message. I'm digging this. Then we'll do some more videos. Hi, Dr. Gene. Hey, Gene. It's Israel in Queens, New York. I'm calling because I have an inguinal hernia that I've had uh, for as long as I can remember, um, since I was just a kid. And I've, you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into weightlifting and powerlifting. And I've started to notice that as I'm consuming more food, more calories, uh, in order to gain weight, that uh, the protrusion is becoming larger and larger. So I'm just kind of wondering here, am I going to go down for a squat one day, a squat rack, and, you know, is my hernia is going to fall out of my stomach? Right, uh, right. You know, should I, should I not be lifting weight? Mm -hmm. Is this something that uh, can happen? Is it dangerous? I just need to know how to moderate my weightlifting all right. in order so, to uh, continue to, right. to stay healthy whilst also not spilling my guts all over the gym floor. <laughs> so there will never be a time when your guts spill out of your <laughs> abdominal wall into the... They will go out of your abdominal wall into your testy. That's where they end up. They actually, I, I've seen hernias the size of like basketballs, which is all filled with small bowel and stuff. So you can go, oh, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to go. So abdominal hernia, see where they are now. Look, why don't you put up huge abdominal hernia and see what you get and then take a picture. Come on. Uh, this is what he's worried about. There, well, that's an abdominal wall hernia. Those are, those inguinal, we got to get an inguinal hernia. Oh, that's yeah. a pretty big hernia right Yeah, that's there. a that's a defect in his abdominal wall, yeah. That's not what this guy's talking about. He's talking about an inguinal hernia, which is down in the in the groin. And uh, I find it interesting that he's had it his whole life and not had it repaired. It's kind of interesting to me. I like the way he was trying to blame it on his diet, which has nothing to do with it. It is the weightlifting. It's the pressure. So breathe, right, when you're doing lifting. Powerlifting may not be the greatest pre project for you. But even if uh, – what's wrong with going and seeing a surgeon? They do they do these now as outpatients. You, you know, I got both sides done at once, and my hernias got out of control uh, because I was running a lot. Uh, and so there's all kinds of ways that it can um, – uh, become problematic for you can get worse and so I would suggest you look into it I'm glad you're doing weightlifting I think it's a great thing I love weightlifting it's good for you but the Valsalva maneuvering the bearing down during very heavy living that's what's pushing the hernia out so should we look at the peanut butter painter Boy. is that time now yeah I think okay. uh, I think this is a this is you a good you want to ender. prepare me for this you seem so gleeful about it I'm a little concerned nah it's just short and sweet and I think you're gonna love it all right 
Oh my god. Oh my god. People are desperate for views on TikTok. That's what this means to me. Oh. Wow. 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 And does he does he have a caption or anything? Or is there anything? Does he say anything before or after? Or? That's all we got. And did Christina give this to you? Uh, I can't remember how it was sent. I think it was sent in. Okay. So what I'm, we're looking at is a guy with a paint roller. I think there's a name for that paint roller. It's called a... What's it called? A... a I think that's it. I think it's a paint. No, but it has a name. And uh, he has filled a roller uh, basin with peanut butter and then cut out a hole for his face and then is putting the roller up and down through the peanut butter and across his face. And then he goes and smears the peanut butter all over the wall. I'm guessing this is a fetish? Is that What makes you think this is sex related? Drew, this is art. Ah, you see art. the painting behind well, him, right? I, I do see the painting and he's destroyed it completely with peanut butter. Um also, that's the other question. What? How convinced are we that this is peanut butter? Uh, oh. <laughs> you really hurt me, Nadav. Uh, you really hurt me. If it's not peanut butter... Oh, I pulled my headset out. If it's not peanut butter... Uh, let's be clear. If it's not peanut butter, it's diarrhea. And there's a... 30% chance that's diarrhea. Wow, 30. Yeah. I think I think I, I'm thinking peanut butter. You all called it peanut butter. Right, cuz the second you say that it might not be peanut butter, all you could think is just like, "Oh my god, actually, that actually might not be peanut butter." Well, I have an image of my mind of a guy in a leather outfit spelunking in shit from that you've shown me in the past. <laughs> which one? Uh, bring it up. Let's see which one you got. I didn't it's not the guy with the pipe, the, the the sewage pipe coming out on him. This is the guy with the leather over his right. head. Yeah, the original yeah. septic diver. The original guy. septic yeah, yeah, yeah. diver, yeah. Yeah, I know how much you so, love that guy. So this never would have occurred to me as diarrhea had I not had you not exposed me to that material. So look at you expanding my horizons. Look at you guys. Look at what YMH has done for me. This has been fun. <laughs> yes, this has been good. And, and, and I really want to do some more of these solo. Because I, I got to tell you guys, A, I love your voice messages. I love them, love them, love them. You guys are great. You ask great messages. You frame them properly. You deliver them. And you, I can understand them. And they're good questions. And you want an answer to them. And I'm happy to provide that answer if I can. There may be stuff you get to me. that Try to stump me. I think that'd be interesting too. Um, but it reminds me of the old Loveline days. And so this is sort of an homage to some of the things we used to talk about on Loveline with a little YMH twist. The YMH twist. So keep those uh, voice messages coming at 818-253-1693. The emails at drdrafterdark at gmail.com. I've still got more to go through here. They're, they're so good. And um, send me a TikTok, send me clips, send me things that you want me to look at or comment on. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in with you guys. So let's do it and I'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.